Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to Talks with Tatiana. On today's episode, I will be talking with a few special guests about their small business in honor of it being National Women's Small Business Month. So I just found out that Women's Small Business Month is celebrated in October last year during my internship. And my internship was working with a place that specialized in helping small businesses. So we had celebrated women in small business the whole month of October last year. And now that I have my own podcast, I thought it would be extremely important to highlight women in small business because there was one point in time where women didn't have the same freedoms, inequality to go out and work like men did, let alone own a business. So I think this month is very major. Women's Small Business Month is a time to recognize the achievements of female entrepreneurs, how far they've come, and the lasting impact they are creating. And just to give a few stats about women in small business, um, from business.com, they state that in 1972, women only owned 4.6% of all businesses in the United States, but by 2019, women owned 42% of all businesses, and women of color account for 50% of female business owners. There are nearly 13 million women-owned businesses in the United States, employing 9.4 million workers and generating revenue of $1.9 trillion. That truly just shows how far women have come. Women are making their way to the top despite living in a female or in a male dominated working world. This hasn't stopped plenty of women around the world to immerse themselves in the business and entrepreneur industry, and many have become successful from it. And I'm very proud that we have a month to celebrate these dedicated and determined women. Now I would like to allow these phenomenal and extremely talented businesswomen to introduce themselves. Hello everyone, my name is Rakia Clark and I attend the University of Florida. I am a third year health education and behavior major on a pre-med track and I was born and raised in Miami, Florida. For about a year now, I've been building a business known as Honey Styles, where I specialize in all things wigs, closure and frontal installs and occasionally quickies. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Nicole Benton. I'm from Panama City, Florida. I've graduated from University of West Florida and Florida A&M University. I am the proud owner of Cole's Charming Creations, where you can find all of your customized crafts. <laughs> Thank you ladies so much for being a part of today's show. So now I guess I will just dive right into the questions. So what inspired you to start your own small business? Miss Nicole, would you like to take this one first? <laughs> oh, sure, sure. So actually my small business started as a hobby and it was not, I, I won't say that I was inspired by anything, but to be honest, uh, my crafting business started because of a breakup. So thanks to him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my small business, also kind of similar, I was not necessarily inspired. It kind of developed because of the lack of hairstylists right here in Gainesville, Florida. I'm from Miami where there are a plethora of people who know how to do hair and do it well. And so when I came here and we lacked that, I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yes. 
yeah, I was very glad to find your hair business while in Gainesville because I was like, yeah, I couldn't find anybody before you. So yes, thank you for your business. Uh, <laughs> how, how did you get started? Like, what was your first step in starting your business? So I'll take this one first. For me, it was learning how to braid. Um, so I had no previous aspirations of being a hairstylist. So that means that I knew how to do nothing in regards to hair. Uh, so my first step was definitely learning how to braid um, and then taking it from there. <laughs> so for me, the first step was trying to determine how to um, use the machine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with me, you know, it started as a hobby just to, you know, be distracted. So I never wanted to open the box. I thought my mom was just wasting my time by saying, start crafting. So yeah, learning how to use the machine. <laughs> that is great. And I am so glad that both of you guys went out your way to do that because I have like worked with both of you or been both of y'all's clients and y'all do amazing work. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, what education or experience did you have that prepared you to start your small business? So I think for me, an experience that kind of contributed to the entrepreneur I didn't want to be was being in those spaces where hairstylists were not at all welcoming or they were like extremely unprofessional or just overall, they kind of felt like as a client, we needed them. And so I just, I've always wanted to not be that kind of hairstylist, even though I never saw it coming in the first place. <laughs> right. <laughs> so my master's degree is actually in um, nonprofit and public administration. So majority of my classes were business courses. So that helped, but as far as the experience, I would say customer service. As a teenager and young adult, I worked in customer service. So for me, I take pride in making sure that um, the quality of service is number one before it comes to, you know, receiving a payment or, you know, starting the craft. So as long as customer service is taken care of, I think everything else falls in place. Mm -hmm. Yes, customer service is everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> What does your creative process look like? <laughs> so for me, like hours and hours of, and hours of preparation, <laughs> what it looks like, uh, because I do wig installs, that takes a lot of customizing the lace so that it looks more natural and less wiggy. You know, these days, everyone wants a scalp look. So that takes hours to achieve. Um, after that hour-long process, actually applying in the front to applying the wig actually takes um, a few hours so overall it just looks like hours <laughs> it looks like hours of enhancing someone's beauty ultimately <laughs> that's funny <laughs> so for me it is finding the right music in the beginning so i like to craft to old school r b so anywhere from 70s to 90s. Um, so once I have my music going and I have, you know, um, all my vinyl and everything laid out, I'm, I'm already organized. I know what I'm doing. I have my orders listed. I'm good to go. Just turn that music on. And like you said, when it comes to the process, 
yeah i'm in my craft room for hours <laughs> oh wow yeah dedication for sure but <laughs> definitely i know both of you put your customers first so that's very inspiring so um and then what would you consider to be your target audience i wouldn't say anyone specifically i've had older people younger people people mm -hmm. different backgrounds ethnicities i just hope to reach out to people who you know, for whatever reason, may not feel as beautiful about themselves as they should, or just mm -hmm. overall are looking for ways to feel that way in general. But I wouldn't say that I have a very specific audience. I agree. Same thing for me. I wouldn't say that I have a specific audience because I've worked with, well, I've crafted different things for people anywhere from teenagers to the elderly. Um, mm -hmm. If anything, I will say most of my customers are women and mm -hmm. that's men, you know, there's not much they can think of that they want, you know, created or whatever. Um, I have made um, a Joker shirt, so that was nice for a male. And I'm like, oh, finally, I got a male customer. <laughs> but most definitely when it comes to like ethnicity and everything, I mean, I work with everyone and I feel like, you know, the craft is for anyone who's willing and ready to purchase. Yeah, so. mm -hmm. um, what struggles have you faced running a small business? Because I know it is definitely a stressful <laughs> process. <laughs> People always wanting a discount. Mm, <laughs> yes. Oh, I haven't had that problem. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Good. Know. I'm happy you haven't. <laughs> I think that for me, uh, the biggest thing that I had to realize was that I had to be patient. Mm -hmm. uh, I look around and there's hairstylists who've been doing hair for five years and they're, you know, they're the it on social media. They're the it all over the place. And to actually have to be in the process of growing while seeing those things, I think was a struggle for me at first until I realized that the only way that I would get better is by actually practicing and having that hands-on experience. Mm -hmm. I remember watching YouTube videos thinking that I would just like wake up and know how to do hair like that. And then I realized, no, I have to do it. Like YouTube can only tell me what I needed to do and it couldn't teach me. Mm -hmm. Right. I relate to that with my podcast, just seeing like the bigger ones, like just getting all these views and likes. And I'm like, oh, okay, like I'm, I'm still growing, but it's okay. Like I know it will get there one day. So. Mm -hmm. What about you, Nicole? Oh, you want me to give a real answer? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding because that was a real answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I was kidding, but I was serious. What was that? Is it like a family member thing where they just... No, it's actual you? customers, like customers that I haven't met. You know, and, oh. and some people that I've worked with in the past, you know, they've asked like, okay, so how much is it for me? Oh, it's the regular price. It's the same oh. price that somebody that I don't even know off of the street is going to receive. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. So, but I have family members that pay regular price and I offer family discount. So for me, if my family is willing to pay regular price and they want to tip me, then why wouldn't somebody that doesn't know me, you know, not want to pay regular price, but it comes with the competition. So, you know, you have competitors. And so people are oftentimes um, shopping around and they want to come back and say, oh, well, so-and-so said they'll do it for so-and-so price. Well, respectfully, you know, thank you for reaching out, but you can go ahead and go with them if you would like. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just offering affordable prices, but also, you know, being firm and showing people that, hey, you know, you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. 
Right, yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize how much goes into businesses, like the stuff that you guys have to purchase. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and supply and demand is steadily increasing. So, you know. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So a bit of a follow-up question to that. Um, I've talked about intersectionality before on my podcast. So do you think there are more challenges you have had to face being a Black woman owning a small business? I think that it's more challenging regardless of whether we own a small business or we're going right. to school. It's just, it just always seems 10 times harder for a Black woman. Um, Hence the fact that we're black and women. Two yeah. very important aspects of this. <laughs> um, for me, I think that it's it's even bigger than owning a small business. Just in general, you there's never a time where I feel like I've completely accomplished something or, you know, like I won it all because there's always different things, you know, kind of making me feel some type of way. But ultimately, ultimately, I think that the important thing is just to remember why you started pursuing what you're doing in the first place and then reminding yourself of your why. Very well said. And I agree with you. I think, you know, already we have two, two strikes against us. We're black mm -hmm. and we're women. Um, I would definitely say that if anything, people, I don't think people understand that when you're a small business owner, when someone like for you, when someone books, a, books an appointment, I'm sure in your head, you're doing a cartwheel because it's another customer. You know what I mean? It's another client that you have. For me, every time people find me through social media, I'm like, oh, how exciting. You know, it's a real human doing a real cartwheel. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I think it's the challenge that I face is more so people being willing to go and purchase things offline and pay full price and pay $10 or $15 for rush delivery. But when it comes to me, they don't want to do that, but they want a product within two days, mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mm. feel that, yes. <laughs> um, and then also speaking of challenges, has your business changed since the coronavirus pandemic came along? I can answer that. So business for me has definitely taken a decline. Um, so last year around this time, I was really busy, really busy. Um, but now this year it's been, yeah, it's been pretty slow, but I will say because I've partnered with someone for a different craft, you know, that's pretty steady, but it's still not the same that my business was last year around this time. So it's definitely, it's definitely hurt the business. Mm -hmm. So for me, when coronavirus kind of happens, I was actually in the transition of moving into an actual salon. So I wouldn't have started doing hair technically until maybe a little while after. So I wouldn't say that it affected me in that way. Uh, what's interesting though, is that after coronavirus kind of died down, business kind of went up. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like, oh snap, maybe corona was, not so great, but people miss getting their hair done. Yeah, definitely, because a lot of us looked rough during quarantine. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely think that's why business died down is because people were like, well, I have nowhere to wear this customized shirt to. Right. Like, you know? yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. And I understand it, which is why I'm just like, hey, it's okay. And it gives me time to reflect and say, okay, you know, how do I want to expand my business and whatever else? So if anything, it allows me the time to think 
And it also allows me, you know, just the time to figure out, you know, marketing or whatever else. So it, it's completely fine. Mm-hmm. Yes, always an experience to grow. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. How do you handle and manage through all of this adversity that you have to endure? I think for me, my most genuine response is to kind of take it head on. Like mm-hmm. at that moment, whatever <laughs> <laughs> is dealt with, I mean, of course it's always professionally and it's respectfully, but I think that I don't have a specific way to deal with adversity. I think it just kind of deals with or depends on whatever that situation may look like. And Mm -hmm. the best way that I know fit to handle that accordingly while still thinking about who I am and what my brand represents. Very well said. I think for me, it's just on a situational basis. It depends on what's going on. And then I determine, you know, how to handle it. But it's definitely always, you know, chin up. And, you know, like she's mentioned earlier, you know, remember the why. And um, one thing that one of my roommates says that I feel like works for a lot of situations, just like a mindset of just upwards and onwards, like, you know, it happened and you just have to move on. So it's hard sometimes, but, uh, you know, you have to move on from the past. I'm done for sure. (laughs) (laughs) What does a typical workday look like for you in your small business and what motivates you on a day-to-day basis to keep going? So I typically take no more than three clients a day. And that's Mm -hmm. because hairstyles take at least three hours a piece. So I'm also a student at UF. So I'm always trying to balance my time. Um, That was the second part of the question you asked. I'm sorry, I forgot it. Yeah, um, what motivates you? What motivates me? I think that the consistent smiles that I see after I do hair is just, I'm like, oh my God, you really like it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. And they be like, yeah, I'm the cutest. And I just be like, you are. I think that that's what keeps me coming back because I'm not going to lie. I... I get really exhausted and you know like because it was so unexpected I just be like I'm pre-med where I really need to be is probably somewhere doing that so seeing those smiles really keeps me really keeps me there to be honest (laughs) (laughs) so with me being an educator um coming like I look forward to coming home and crafting so for me the day is, you know, smiling as if somebody could see me. <laughs> but I mean, I'm in, I'm in my happy place. You know, I'm in my zone when I'm crafting. And then what keeps me um, motivated and keeps me going is when the customers send me pictures, you know, and they're like, hey, look at me in my shirt. You know, I have some, some regular customers that are always sending me selfies, you know, and, and so it's funny. Or they'll send me, you know, different pictures when they um, when they order group shirts or whatever. Um, or just when customers just send you that, that friendly, that friendly text and they say, hey, I love my shirts or hey, you know, the person that I ordered this gift for, they are so in love or, you know, or they'll even send me sometimes short videos of somebody opening, you know, one of my gifts. And, and so it's just... It's definitely rewarding. It's rewarding. I love it. I know me. I have definitely sent both of you guys pictures and videos. Like with my, <laughs> you know, when you do my hair and the cold, and you look oh, like, yeah. like, look at me. Thank y'all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
how do you manage between your business life and personal life? Because I know that can be a bit of a struggle. I have to continuously be genuine because I'm actually learning to balance them. Like I haven't quite figured it out to be really honest. And this year has actually been the fastest for me as far as growth in my business, growth in school. I'm a lot more involved as a junior at UF. So I'm, I'm just kind of figuring it out. Like I said, taking the days day by day. I do have a passion planner that I should passionately use, but I don't. <laughs> but maybe if I did that. <laughs> Maybe that would help a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So for me in the beginning, there really wasn't a balance. It was just, just crafting. You know, um, I would receive large orders and I would just tell people like, oh, I can't hang out. You know, I can't do anything. And it even came to the point where I realized, okay, you're not making time for, you know, for you, you know, outside of your, outside of your business. So now as you said, I am still learning because, you know, even this week I received a lot of orders and I had things I needed to ship. And I'm like, well, I want to go to dinner, but, you know, so it's every day it's something new, you know, so you're trying to reflect, you're trying to, you know, improve. So it's just, yeah, every day, you know, I'm able to improve, but it's hard at times to balance the, the business and the personal life. It is. So. <laughs> I definitely feel the whole planner thing. I'm, I really try. Um, I have tried, though, to do a calendar on my phone. Like, if I think of something, I'll just put it in my calendar and be like, yeah, get the notification. Because <laughs> physically writing stuff down does nothing. <laughs> it, help, it helps for what you're doing. You know, I, hey, like you said, I have I have a calendar of the work, but... It doesn't help a personal life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I know branding is a very important part of business. So can you tell me what branding means to you? Ooh, this is a really great question. (laughs) It's so huge to me. I've literally become honey, like in, in a matter of like a little bit, over a year, I remember purchasing a necklace that said honey as my nickname. And every time I think about that, I'm like, oh my goodness, things can start off so small and become mm-hmm. so big. Like, who would have thought this little necklace? But I think that one aspect of branding would just be what's said when you're not in a room. What people mm-hmm. are really, you know, discussing mm-hmm. when you're not around or when you can't hear them or when you they know you're not gonna hear it. I think that those everlasting comments or those those things that are like word of mouth, those are those are the hugest things for me. But ultimately, branding for me is just, I don't know, kind of staying true to, like we talked about the why, and just understanding that it's bigger than me mm-hmm. and it's bigger than, it's bigger than just doing hair and, you know, like staying consistent with that. Right. And actually, someone recently had texted me and asked me, they were like, they referred to you as honey. They were like, oh, how long does honey take to do your hair? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm so busy listening to you all. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> I was so in tune. I was so in tune listening to Honey. I know. I know that my answer was very similar to yours because I read over all of this before. <laughs> but I was so in tune. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm. 
I'm the same way, same way. And I forgot what the question was. <laughs> um, so I know branding is very, a very important part of a business. So can you tell me what branding means to you? Yes. So thank you. So for me, it's pretty much, I mean, I, I feel like both of us are kind of spot on when it comes to our businesses, even though they're different. So for me, it goes back to customer service and then word of mouth, um, you know, just making sure that the customers have positive things to say when they're referring your business and then making sure that they're pleased. So customer service is definitely my number one and the other would definitely be word of mouth, you know, making sure that they're happy and that they have, you know, positive things to say to the next person. Right. Yes. Um, and then what is the most difficult thing about building a brand and business from scratch? I would say trying to figure out what makes you different or sets you apart from everybody who's doing the same thing as you. Um, there are so many talented people out here. I mean, talented. And I think that I'm not a competitive person at all. And I'm not, I don't often compare myself to others. But when you're an entrepreneur, there are some aspects of comparing and competition that, you know, <laughs> ends up being in the mix. But I think that just... All of those really is just, <laughs> it just is what it is. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> and I agree, same thing for me. Like seriously, you know, same thing. There are so many crafters. And then especially with me being an educator, I feel like almost every educator has you know, a crafting machine of some sort and they're doing something, even if it's just their classrooms or just, you know, small things for, you know, people that they know. So many people do it. And I feel like um, just, if anything, affordable pricing, you know, and making sure that I don't cheat myself as well, because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I still own a business. Yeah. And I, I have to, mm -hmm, yeah. I have to collect. So, yeah. <laughs> When it comes to the coins, yeah. <laughs> Very important to like, you know, be like lenient in pricing, but like make sure you make your profit. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. And then I understand, you know, I'm in Tallahassee. So, I mean, the average person here makes what? Probably between 30 and 40, if that. So for me, I try to make sure that, you know, it's affordable for someone who, you know, may not, may not be on a salary. They may be paying may be paid um, hourly, you know, and for the college student who's broke, but wants that birthday shirt. So, yeah. yeah. Likewise, on the college student thing, like I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of college students mm -hmm. outside of like local. So I have to take into, into consideration that people are only going to be willing to pay so much sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then branding and marketing kind of go hand in hand together. So how have you marketed for your business? Um, so I've done this in a few ways. I do own a social media page, Instagram. Uh, one, I'm really big on aesthetics. So I just feel like everything should look cohesive. My colors are like black, yellow, and white. Hence the honey thing going on. <laughs> like I have a backdrop. I'm just so like my Instagram needs to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. On top of that, when I marked six months in doing hair, I did a photo shoot. And um, it not only highlighted my business, but the beauty and the different shades of black women. Uh, so that was a way that I ended up getting my marketing out there. And that actually kind of like took off. They were like, wow, this is amazing. And I'm like, love you ladies in yellow. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm all here for it. <laughs> I love it. So for me, it's just been social media. Um, it's been, you know, Instagram and Facebook. And then majority of it has just come from word of mouth, seriously. Um, and like I said, it, it really was just something that started as a hobby, as a distraction that ended up being, you know, becoming a small business. And I think I'm still in that phase of, is this really real? You know, so I'm starting to do a few other things. I have some things in the works to market myself as well. So stay tuned. Um, and then, um, if you had to go back in time and start over, would you have done anything differently? I'm going to have to be completely honest and say no, not at all. I think that things happened exactly the, the way that they were supposed to. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a very firm believe, believer in everything happens for a reason and that every opportunity you don't take is one that you pretty much just missed out on. And, wouldn't have known how it would have gone had you not gone for it. So I think for me, all of the trials and tribulations with lace and weave. <laughs> and it was uh, really, <laughs> really, really worth it. I mean, at the time I was like, this is not it. <laughs> but yeah. now that I look back, I wouldn't change a thing. Not mm -hmm. at all. Once again, I need you to get out of my head. <laughs> this is a good thing, though. That means she chose the right people for the, for the <laughs> But I wouldn't change anything either. I wouldn't. Even with the guy breaking up with me. <laughs> I wouldn't change that either. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, same here. I'm definitely a firm believer that um, all things happen, you know, the way they're supposed to. And I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing. I love that. And so then as like a follow-up question to that, are there any regrets that you have made in your small business that you maybe wish you didn't do? I don't have any regrets. Yeah, I don't have any regrets. <laughs> but there were some moments when I kind of questioned my work or whatever I put out. Mm -hmm. mostly mostly because of my own like growth insecurities I just felt like when am I gonna get there like mm -hmm. gonna look how I want it to look like when am I gonna execute the way that I want to but regrets no mm -hmm. and then where do you see your small business in the next five years like do you plan to continue your business long term Miss Nicole, you can answer this question. You're funny. You are funny. So I am in the beginning. No, I had no intentions on continuing, you know, for a while. But now um, I do and I'm going to expand. So that is in the works. So, yes, you guys will see Cole's Charming Creations around for a while. Oh God, I love it. <laughs> uh, woo, so for me, my response is actually a little bit different. Sorry, I ruined our little streak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so because my aspirations in medicine still prevail, I wouldn't say that I'm going to at all stop um, doing hair or stop the growth in my business at all. Mm -hmm. But I have 
like reminded myself on a consistent basis that I came to the University of Florida to be an anesthesiologist and I have to leave like <laughs> doing that. Right. Uh, but I also am not a fan of stunting my growth in anything either. I think that just because I had that initial aspiration in life does not mean that there aren't room for others. So mm -hmm. I'm just, as long as it's growing, I'm growing. <laughs> right. Yes. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah. <laughs> what tips or advice would you give to a person trying to start their own business? And then is there any advice you would give specifically towards a woman to start a small business since this is Women in Small Business Month? Um, the first tip that I say I give is that to understand that some of the most comfortable, the most, the most memorable the best experience come from unexpected circumstances and that's pretty much with anything in life whether that be in business or anything outside of that uh so i would say just don't be afraid to go for it like don't be afraid to take risks and i know that's easy to say mm -hmm. um and it can even sound cliche but you'd be surprised <laughs> you'd be so surprised like there's just so much potential in women and black women and you once you've found your niche, once you've found what you're good at or what you can be good at, nobody can stop you. I would say dream big and then remain persistent and just know that there will be challenges, but you can persevere. And then I would also say that you will make mistakes because it's new, but learn and grow from them. Right, yes, I agree with both of you and like, I think in addition to that, I would say also just like, just because there's multiple people in your field does not mean that you can't do it because nobody can do your craft like you. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there. <laughs> yep. Can you guys share with the listeners any way they can celebrate Women in Small Business Month or celebrate you and your business at all? So, yeah. <laughs> so, for those who are listening, you can definitely go ahead and follow me on Instagram at honey.styles. That's style with two S. Uh, I also sell satin head wraps and bonnets. So, if you want to purchase one, feel free to DM me. If you're in Gainesville, if you're anywhere, if you would like to travel, I'd love that. And come to the Horizon, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be great. But we can't forget about Miss Nicole. So go ahead and tell them because I'm on. Whatever you about to say, I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Eddie. <laughs> So please follow Cole's Charming Creations on Instagram or Facebook. And Cole's is spelled C-O-L-E-S. That is short for Nicole. And if you need anything from t-shirts, tumblers, uh, wall decor, whatever it is, um, even if you don't support my small business, please support a small business this month. Because when I made the statement earlier that um, a human actually does a, a cartwheel, it's it's true. Yeah. You know, we, we really are excited when people, um, uh, what should I say? Hmm purchase and encourage and uplift us you know we have tried to uplift women through this podcast but at the same time we need people to keep us encouraged as well so most definitely okay. <laughs> yeah make sure you all follow their business pages and thank you miss nicole and rakia for sharing your small business stories and advice
So now into the heart to heart segment. The Motivation Monday quote of the week was, the way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you gotta put up with the rain. I loved this quote for this episode because in running a small business or attending school or anything in life, you can't avoid bad things at all. There are always going to be some bumps in the road, but it's about the way you handle the bumps in the road. As much as you want as much as we want life to be instant perfection and rainbows, you have to put up with some rain and storms along the way before you get there. Do you guys have any thoughts on this quote or any quote of your own? Yeah, so um, I have one on that quote specifically and then I actually do have one of my own. So first, I think that in so many ways, that quote kind of touches of on the importance of commitment, perseverance and resiliency. Uh, I think that as time passes, you kind of realize that in order to get through things, you have to, you know, grow through them first. Um, and sometimes that makes a difference between, or that consistency and that persistence makes a difference between you being ordinary and extraordinary. Mm -hmm. so, I love that. <laughs> she said it all. <laughs> she wrapped it up for the both of us. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the only thing I have to say, I mean, seriously, she she wrapped it up for the both of us. Um, you know, I mentioned perseverance earlier because, um, you know, of course, we're faced with challenges. So I like the quote because you're saying you have to deal with the rain. Therefore, we have to deal with the challenges. Um, nothing comes easy to anyone. So, you know, if someone is inspired to start their own small business, um, just understand that there will be some bumps in the road, as you said earlier. But what do you need to do to get over that bump? So keep pushing. Self-reflection is very important to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. Uh, would you like me to share the quote that I had? Or? Yeah, you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. That she has for us. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> So my mom actually said this to me a little while ago. I recently um, started a YouTube channel and I was really like indecisive about it just because I didn't want to add something else I had to be responsible for to my plate. But she told me, or I'm going to say it as if I'm saying it to y'all. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me the sky's the limit when there are footprints on the moon. Oh and I just found that so interesting because how many times are we told the sky is the limit? Like, mm -hmm. how many times is that the bar for, you know, for us? And I'm like, hey, no, they're literally our footprints on the moon. <laughs> That's crazy. So I think that it just reminds me that there's no limit to who you, who you are, who you can be, or there's no real way that that's supposed to look. It kind of all just depends on who you want to become, what that looks like, and what you're going to do to get there. Wow, yeah, I'm going to use that. <laughs> I love it. I told you she was saying it for the both of us. I love it. <laughs> I like it. I really imagined the footprints on the moon. I was like, I did too. I envision this. I, I see it. <laughs> But thank you so much, Ms. Nicole and Rakia, for being a part of this Women in Small Business Month episode. Again, please be sure to follow Ms. Rakia's business account on Instagram at honey.styles with two S's at the end. 
<laughs> and Miss Nicole's business accounts on Instagram and Facebook at Cole's Charming Creations. That's all for today's episode of Talks with Tatiana. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Talks with Tatiana underscore, on Facebook at Talks with Tatiana, and on Twitter at Talk with Tatiana without the S after talk. Turn on your post notifications and please leave ratings, reviews, and share with your friends. Until next time, remember, stay open, stay kind, and keep fighting the good fight.